Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. This is a great one, the inaugural Flippy Awards. We're going to talk about everything from best hair to MVP to the worst umpire moment of the year to the best ballpark food. We are giving out the inaugural Flippy Awards today, as well as both Alex and I's postseason predictions, the full bracket, series-by-series breakdown, this is going to be a great episode. Let's get to it. It's a blowout. It's in 10 Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits out of the field. He swings, and it's a high fly ball. Deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. Oh, this is a big day today. Alex, it's the, uh, the first inaugural first inaugural is redundant it's the inaugural yeah. flippy awards today this is a big deal i'm it's dressed exciting. up for it's exciting i'm proud of you i know i had to bring out the sparkles my like tux wow kind of vibe, you look right? great so i brought out we, i have What'd all the all the award Ooh, winners fancy. are right We're here official, you guys. which i selected so i you know i selected them yeah, but if this is official so these are the ben verlander awards the flippy the, the flippy awards the flipping bats here the flippy <laughs> awards this is going to be a lot of fun it's going to be they're all over the place the normal awards um mvp manager of the year two of the most ridiculous awards you can imagine best swag best hair worst city connect uniforms best city connect uniforms worst umpire moment of the year it's going to be a lot of fun i'm really excited to get to that which is going to be in just a couple of minutes but first off first and foremost um, more history. It finally happened. Aaron Judge, number 62, finishes the year with 62 home runs. I started to get a little worried, but I, I knew it would happen, and he got it done. Congratulations to Aaron Judge. 62 home runs in what was a really special moment, uh, a really special moment for the game of baseball. So um, one of those where were you win moments, you know? We've had a lot of those this last month of yeah. the regular season. But what I loved most about this was he kind of left all of us waiting on the edge of our seat, including his mom, who yeah. was like kind of paying attention, but not totally paying attention. <laughs> she kind of got reminded like, hey, I think this one might leave the ballpark. And she just had this feeling in this. You could feel yeah. her sigh of relief yeah. and just just so cool to see that happen. You're right. There, were, there have been a lot of those moments in that exact same game, five minutes apart. Garrett Cole broke the all-time Yankees single-season strikeout record. So Aaron Judge, 62, breaking the American League single-season home run record, passing Roger Maris and Garrett Cole in that same game. So that was pretty cool. Um, we all know about the home run, but one moment that I needed to talk about, the fan 
you know, when when this happened in <laughs> Toronto, we talked about like, give me some more effort here. Yeah, you got the effort. We got effort. You got exactly what you asked now, for. The guy that caught it, just right place, right time. But there was another fan that jumped down out of the bleachers to this lower section. He just made a leap and went for it just in case the ball happened to land down there. That was probably one of my favorite parts. That was a highlight. Every um, <laughs> reel that I was watching of like the highlight reel of the home run, I'm like, can we just focus on the guy who just either fell or jumped over the railing in this moment? Because I could, I wasn't sure. I watched it so many times if he jumped <laughs> or if he fell. Because like the angle that we had have you can't totally tell it's just all of a sudden there's a falling human <laughs> like luckily it's feet first not head first um but kudos to him when you when you watch kudos it originally when you're seeing it in live time and seeing the replays your your mind goes to oh no Hopefully like, he's okay he I, I think he just fell trying to get the ball yeah no, no, no. He made the effort of a <laughs> lifetime. So shout out to him and shout out to Aaron Judge for home run number 62. Uh, really cool moment there. Bunch of cool moments in baseball this year. Albert Pujols, 700. That one, Garrett Cole breaking the record um, and including my brother's season that he had this year, which came to a close with his final start of the year on Tuesday. Uh, his, his season finished and what a year. Um, what an, what an amazing year. Justin has won an MVP award. He's won two Cy Young awards. And there's a legitimate argument that this was the best year of his career at 39 years old and coming off of Tommy John and not pitching for two years. There's a legitimate argument for that. He finished with a 1.75 ERA, which is by far the best ERA in baseball for a starting pitcher this year. His .829 whip, the best in baseball this year. Truly, I mean, a, a remarkable season. And in the last start, he passed Fergie Jenkins and uh, and Max Scherzer. Him and Max were going back and forth. But Justin will end the year 12th all-time in strikeouts. 3,194. 12th all-time. Um, really special. So... He led Major League Baseball in ERA this year. He's the second oldest pitcher in Major League Baseball history to lead the majors in ERA behind only Roger Clemens in 2005, who was 42 years old. He also struck out eight batters in a row on, on his last start. Eight in a row. That's a career record for him. And he tied the all-time Astros franchise record, eight strikeouts, in a row. This was cool. Fergie Jenkins himself in that stretch of eight in a row, he passed Fergie Jenkins. Um, Fergie said, congratulations, Justin Verlander. Keep on going and save that baseball. Uh, legend there, a legend, Fergie Jenkins. He actually quote tweeted uh, my tweet there, which was cool because I, I said, like, pass Fergie Jenkins, the legend himself, and he quote tweeted me with his congratulations tweet. So that was really cool. Um, what a, what a special year. 1.75 ERA. I can't say that enough. The lowest ERA in a 162-game season by a qualified AL starter since Pedro Martinez finished the 2000 season with a 1.74. Lowest ever. By the way, Justin was two outs away from passing Pedro Martinez, um, but obviously didn't go back out there. That's his call, Dusty Baker's call. Um, but what just... I, I'm kind of at a loss. You know, the numbers speak for themselves. I could go on and on and on about the numbers. The numbers themselves 
make for such a great story. This is I, I tweeted this. What a season. The regular season is complete for Justin Verlander with an outing of five innings pitched. He didn't give up a hit and 10 strikeouts. Finishes with a 1.75. Coming off of TJ and missing two seasons, Justin Verlander has put together one of the greatest seasons of all time. Wow. Hashtag proud brother. I am so proud. Um, and, and numbers aside, um, I was talking to my brother after that start and just sent him a text similar to what I tweeted. Just congratulations. I'm so proud of you. I love you. And I know how much hard work you put in. And we talked about that for a little while. All of the work that happens behind the scenes from from day one of getting Tommy John surgery to day one of throwing. There were all of these check marks, all of these like hurdles to cross over that that are all important along the way, which is your first day back throwing a baseball and then your first day throwing a flat ground, your first day pitching to a live batter, your first day in a game in spring training, um, your first day getting through an inning, your first day pitching in a regular season, all of these milestones he had to check off. And we were talking about them throughout the year. Okay, I pitched in a game. Now I want to throw five innings. Now I want to get to seven innings. Now I want to get to 100 pitches. Now I want to throw 97, 98, 99. There became all of these hurdles. And for all of those hurdles to lead to one of the greatest seasons of all time and hopefully his third career Cy Young Award, I'm just sort of at a loss and I'm so freaking proud of my brother for all of the hard work and um, for, for him to have the year that he did is truly unbelievable. So congratulations to Justin. What a season. What a comeback season. Um, and speaking of comeback seasons, you know, we've we've been mentioning the Flippy Awards today. I don't know if you heard. Oh, yeah. There is an award for comeback player there of is. the year. I don't think that one is the most secretive, but a bunch of these are very top secret. And who knows what Alex and I are going to pull out. Some <laughs> crazy categories, some crazy winners. So, Alex? Ready? Should is we it do time? it? It is time yeah. for the inaugural Flippin' Bats Flippy Awards. Let's do Listen to this music. I'm into it. This is great. I got all... This is, I think, my first Flippin' Bats episode wearing a button-down. Welcome. Welcome to you. Welcome. This is, this is what is this what you're wearing in your Otani? It turns out it, it, it is. Yes. Yeah. It is. It's your fancy shirt. It's one Everyone of has one them. of. I have multiple. Everyone has them. Um, so welcome everybody to the inaugural Flippy Awards here on Flippin' Bats. Um, the season has come to a close, and we have about 20 awards to give out. Anywhere from your normal awards that you'll see in a few months in Major League Baseball, Rookie of the Year, MVP, Cy Young all the way to ones that you will not be seeing in a few months <laughs> from Major League Baseball. Best hair in the league, worst umpire ejection. Because you have um, to. Best city connect, worst city connect. Um, none, no city connect. We have a bunch. Who knows what I'm even going to see? <laughs> but we'll get to them now. So, Alex. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's get it started <sighs> with the first category. The best bat flip. And the nominees are... Cal Riley's walk-off. This was great. Cal Riley ending the Mariners' playoff drought. Matt Olson off DeGrom. This was great because, one, it's Jacob DeGrom. I, you know, yep. If I hit a home run off Jacob DeGrom, I'm bad flipping. You got to. 
Ronald Acuna Jr. bat flip, then doing the LeBron. Yeah, this was sick. This was early in the year. Easy to forget how sick this was because he had just come back from his injury, pulling this out. LeBron retweeted this. Great moment there. Then Lindor off Braxton Garrett. This was just a great, the Lindor was just a great, um, a great bat flip. Lindor's got a lot of swag, so that bat flip was great. Um, so good nominees here. Um, and the winner is. Dun, da, da, da. The winner is Cal Raleigh and his walk off bat flip to send the Seattle Mariners to the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. He hits the homer. This was a, like a helicopter twirl. He felt it. It was incredible. The first ever flippy is handed out to Cal Raleigh and his bat flip. It has to be, especially after the at bat he did to end it with that walk-off home run. Yeah, that you just knew incredible. it was staying fair. Yeah. You knew it was staying fair. Congratulations right. to Cal Raleigh. Moving on. Okay. Best move of the year. And the nominees are Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers. Oh, Freddie Freeman came down to the last day, almost won the NL batting title. So great move there. Judge turning down his deal. <laughs> this one speaks for itself. He almost yep. made, probably made himself an extra $100 million. Oh, yes, he did. M's trade for Castillo. This was such, the Mariners are in the playoffs, perhaps, because of how good they played from the moment they acquired him on. And Justin re-signing with the Astros. Yeah, you know, I'm hopeful his third career Cy Young Award is coming. What a year, one of the greatest seasons of all time. So let's see who the winner is. The winner is Aaron Judge, best move of the year turns down $215 million before the year, says, no, 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 my friends, I am betting <laughs> on myself. And not only did he bet on himself, he did it better than anybody that I've ever seen bet on themselves. He went out, he arguably, he perhaps won himself the MVP award. He broke all of these records. He broke the American League all-time single-season home run record. He bet on himself. He put all that pressure on himself. So we knew the pressure wouldn't get to him at the end of the year when on that stretch. And he probably made himself, at, I think he at least gets to the $300 million mark. We oh. could be talking an extra $100 million. He's going to get whatever he wants. And if the Yankees don't give it to him, someone else is going to give it to Ooh. him. So Yankees, whew, pull out that checkbook. That's right. All right, moving on. The next award is What Did I Just See? <laughs> this is a fun one. And the nominees are? O'Neill Cruz throwing 100-plus miles per hour across the field. I think this was his first game in the major leagues. This was incredible. What what did I just see? Make, this is great. Yeah, O'Neill Cruz. Reds no-hitting the Pirates and losing. <laughs> I, that's hard. That speaks for itself. That's what, hard to what, do. That is hard to do. It has happened very rarely in history, and it happened there. Shohei Otani. Basically everything he does. Just Shohei Otani. Yeah. Like, what, what did I just see? I just saw him strike out. 14 guys, and then the very next night he drove in eight runs and broke two records, and like everything he does is what did I just see? The unicorn, Blue Jays inside the park home run against Boston. Yeah, if you're if you're watching and not just listening, um, please. This video is an all timer. <laughs> it's so I, good. <laughs> there's there's not much more to say about this, and what more there is to say, I will be saying in just yes. a second because yes. the winner, my friends, is. 
Rymel Tapia's inside the park home run against the Boston Red Sox. What happened? I, those are kind what? of my favorite because they're what? like every single person watching these situations is like hands in the air. Like, how is this happening? You, Why is this happening? You but know I who can't was look away? You know who was also just watching? Huh. The center fielder yep. who who clearly yep. didn't see the ball, nope. which happens. It gets you throw your light. hands up, it happens. Dusk, you know, dusk is hard to see. Then you turn around and you see the balls back there. But he didn't care. He didn't care at all. No. He was like, somebody else get it. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm over this entire moment. I want nothing to do with this ball. Rymel Tapia just kept on running inside epic. the park home run. Legendary so moment. Uh, and left me saying, what did I just see? And that's kind of why that won the award. I love it. Moving on, the next award is Best Swag. And the nominees are the Angels Cowboy Hat. This is great. I, I they, This didn't start at the beginning of the year. At no. some point in the year, they started it, and it's great. Seeing Mike Trout wear a, a cowboy hat and Shohei wear a cowboy hat, it's great. Jazz All-Star. Jazz Chisholm is the epitome of the swag. word swag. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Padres Home Run Clock. This, I actually like this a lot because it also spins. Yep. You know, it's like this big, gaudy San Diego Padres logo, which is kind of the point that it's gaudy, but it also, mm -hmm. like, spins. Really cool. Blue Jays home run jacket. The home run jacket became, like, they kind of started the home run celebration thing. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I, I don't love I don't love the jacket. Spoiler, <laughs> this isn't going to win. The, this yeah. is just on here because it kind of started, started it. Everything. But it's really not very pretty. It's not a good look. Yeah, it reminds me of golf. So, the winner is... I wonder... Jazz Chisholm yeah. Jr. and Ooh. his swag, literally just his entire, hey. his in, the entirety of his swag. At the All-Star Game, his outfit was iconic, looked great, but everything he does on the baseball field as well, diving into bases, his hair, as Alex just said. Um, I had him on Flippin' Bats earlier this year. He had a home run that he did like a King Griffey Jr. swing. He said he practiced that before the game that day. And then he hit a home run. This guy oozes swag. So, yes. of course, he has to win the flippy for most swag. Jazzy swaggy. Eh. 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 Fine. I tried. Let's move You on. know, I'm just going to keep throwing him out there. Let's <laughs> move on to best hair. Are you ready? Yes. And the nominees are Gunnar Henderson. Oh, what a, what a, uh, what a do. What, what a, Beautiful flow. Does a do work for a guy? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. What a flow. do out of Gunnar Henderson. Great flow there. Tyler Glassnow. Tyler Glassnow. Iconic hair. Uh, also a friend of the pod, Flippin' Bats. I asked him about his hair. Uh, I don't think you're going to love this. He just uses the three-in-one in the oh. shower in the locker room. Okay. And that's how he has that great hair. It's Beautiful. kind of annoying. But he's born with it. Yeah, he's born with it. All right. Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, we were just talking about jazz. The, the blue hair. Really, it's whatever Purple. color he wants. Blue purple yeah. um sometimes the blue and the purple run into each other so we get like a pink like it's all it's all over the place great hair bobby witt jr bobby witt jr friend of the pod as well um i asked him about his hair Kay. and he said it's sort it's like it's a mullet we can call it, it is. it's a mullet we can call it a mullet and it looks great making a comeback dansby swanson dansby <laughs> Dansby the Mansby. What about that one? Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep great, throwing them out there. Great hair. Sticks. Great hair. We'll keep throwing it out. And the winner is, what did I select here? Dansby Swanson. Woo! The winner, Dansby Swanson. Well, a couple things go into it here. Okay. Does he have the longest hair in the league? Mm -mm. No. But is it pristine? Yes. And I'm going to be honest with you. 
just a great looking dude. Like okay. that helps, you know, right. a great looking do and a great looking dude. He's got it. It, it goes all around from the beard to the hair. It's it, exactly yeah. the beard plays it, into it. It, it really does. Great. So great flow. Um, also, the the huge home runs at the end of the year for the Braves. Max Scherzer, Jacob deGrom, Chris Bassett, all three of them in three consecutive days to win the Braves the division. The flow was flowing. Dansby Swanson wins the award. I got it. Moving on, our next award, worst umpire moment. <laughs> We've had some good ones. This one is. And the uh, nominees are this, the double manager ejection. This is gonna. This category is going to rile me up a little bit. The double yep. manager ejection earlier in the year. Um, that's an iconic one, but well, that was just frustrating for sure. Umpire staring down Madison Bumgarner. This happened very early in the year. If you remember, <laughs> Madison Bumgarner comes out of the game. They were doing the hand check, and the umpire just never stopped looking into the soul of Madison Bumgarner, <laughs> and just it was so weird. Ugh. All of these are weird. Jazz arguing with the umpire. This was great for a couple reasons. One, because it was Phil Cuzzy, and Phil Cuzzy definitely has an ego about himself on the baseball field. Two, because it was Jazz, and he was just like, okay, calm down. And then he hit the home run, yep. which was also the King Griffey Jr.-esque home run. Yes. It was it was iconic, and Phil Cuzzy's just back there. <laughs> so mad. At <laughs> the end of it, too. <laughs> All right, the umpire going through the hair of James <laughs> this, this, was... this was ridiculous. Now, he was told to do this by Rocco Baldelli, but how are we allowing this to happen? <laughs> he just goes out there, and just like he's massaging the hair. It's a soft touch. It just goes through his hair like he's caressing it's... his, his, like massaging his scalp on the couch at night. When they're watching Netflix, exactly. it's like, what is it's happening? It's a little sensual there. Yeah, yeah, little it's bit. Interesting. And the winner is the winner is the double ejection, the ejection of Terry Francona yeah. and Phil Nevin. Not only was it a double ejection, but the thing that makes this so bad is that Ryan Tapera, after the Terry Francona ejection, he's the yeah. pitcher. Terry Francona, that argument took like five minutes. Mm -hmm. So Ryan Tapera goes, okay, I'm just going to throw a few pitches. And the umpire goes, no, no, no. Why? You're not going to throw a few pitches. And Tapera goes, why? And he goes, yeah. because I said so. I just, umpire egos have to go. There is no place in baseball for <laughs> umpires taking over the game with their egos. I promise you, when fans go to see an Angels game like Ryan Tapera, was they're not there to see you, the umpire. They're there to watch Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. They're not there to watch the umpire, and that goes for every single game around baseball. Get your egos out of it. <sighs> Deep breath. Okay, yeah. We're going to bring it back down. Okay. Our next category is a little more fun, okay. not as rowling up. Okay. Best ballpark food. Oh. And the nominees are the hot dog. What do we, do we just have to <laughs> We the, do. The hot dog, a classic, yes. Garlic fries. Nah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, nah. I mean, oof. that seems like a Dodger Stadium state. Oh, ice cream in a helmet. Ice cream in a helmet is great <laughs> because you can take the helmet home. It's, who doesn't love it? And finally, peanuts. Yes, peanuts. If only, yeah, yes, peanuts is uh, iconic. Okay. Okay. This is a big one. I thought long and hard about this one. I feel like we're going to fight about this one. The winner is peanuts. So boring. Boring. So it's it's the most basic baseball food you can get. They made a song about it. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. They yeah. don't say buy me some Cracker Jacks and garlic fries. It's because they didn't have them back then. 
and they are the most delicious thing you can get at a ballpark. But it's not iconic. Or a hot dog. A hot dog is iconic. That you it, go yeah, I to agree. the ballpark and you get a hot dog, no matter what. Again, they don't say, buy me some Cracker Jacks and hot dogs. You're they say, the past, buy me man. some. You're living in the past, It's baseball. Man. <laughs> Peanuts, congratulations on your flippy. I will be sending it your way All right. uh, shortly. We are moving on okay. to the best flipping bats interview, and the nominees are. Oh, this mm -hmm. is good. Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones, uh, as everybody, a lot of you know, I grew up a huge Atlanta Braves fan, so this was a cool one. Jazz Chisholm. Uh, yeah, Jazz has already won a flippy, um, and he was actually, I really, really like this episode because his baseball IQ is next level. He is brilliant. He studies the game. He studies it at night. He watches his swing. He works on things. Really cool getting into his mind there and his mentality. Joey Votto. Uh, legend. Joey, Vala, Joey Votto is a legend, and the insight that he gave me during our talk on his career, um, some moments throughout his career that he was very open about. Um, and then talking about the Hall of Fame, his MVP year, um, his off the field work. What I, I really enjoyed that conversation for sure. Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon was great. Andrew McCutcheon, a legend. We talked about his days in Pittsburgh with the long flowy dreads. He was on top of the world mm -hmm. um, and he was great as well and very open. So um, some great options there. Too many to even put in the nominees. There are some great ones that were not able to be in the finalist list. But the winner of the Flippy for best Flippin' Bats interview this year, my favorite player growing up, Chipper Jones. So cool. There's a lot that went into this. Yeah. I grew up a Braves fan, mm -hmm. and my favorite player was Chipper Jones. That's obviously, yeah. that's all you need. That's all you need. But. The conversation itself was incredible. He told so many stories about John Smoltz, who I have on Flippin' Bats weekly. John Smoltz is on every single week to answer a few questions, talk about baseball. He told some hysterical stories about him. He told some stories about legends of the game, his hardest players to hit against, uh, his Hall of Fame career. Just the stories he told, I was in tears laughing yeah. on top of that to tell me that in one week, I would have Chipper Jones and John Smoltz on my on my show where I talk about baseball. Um, just a really special moment and a special episode for sure. That that's a childhood dream moment. So that absolutely. That's, that's cool. All right. Now you mentioned Smoltz, and he is our next category: the bets John Smoltz story. Ooh, okay. I believe right. we have some. We do. Oh. The nominees are almost dying in a car with Maddox. <laughs> this guy swerved this car back and forth amongst this highway and Maddox was screaming, hang in there. He's holding the handle in the front seat, hang in there, directing this guy <laughs> off to the side of the road. <laughs> that's, that's great. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. John Smoltz almost died with Greg Maddox. It happened. Gnarly. Yeah. All right. Next one. Pitching to Tiger. You could suit up and you could be one of the hitters. And he was, I'm all in. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, I'm all in. So he showed up. He took batting practice, put on the Braves uniform, and he stood in there for about four or five at-bats. Tiger Woods, obviously golf legend, but he stepped in the back the box against John Smoltz, and Smoltz also went on to tell a story about playing on the golf course with him. So they kind of switched roles. That was really cool. That is cool. Facing Albert Pujols. Tie game on the road and Albert Pujols is up and I'm blind. I'm like madly blind about what has just take place. So I threw these pitches as hard as I possibly could 
and he hit it beyond Big Mac land, and we ended up losing the game. <laughs> that was funny also because he was so mad because Bobby Cox, the manager, had gotten him loose in the eighth inning, which yeah. he wasn't used to, and then sat him down. So once he sat down, he was like, all right, I, 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 I'm done. I, yeah. I'm not going to come in right now. Then he goes back out, ends up bringing him in the game. He's furious, passes Chipper Jones, who was playing left field at the time in his career, and they were, like, cussing out everybody, and he was pissed, <laughs> and then he ended up giving a mammoth home run up to, to Albert Pujols, which he happens. Did. He hit right. 703. I don't know if you heard. So oh, yeah. that was one of them. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you mentioned his name, Chipper running over Maddox. And the next thing you know, he gets, as he calls it, frogged in the calf and just <laughs> buckles him. And he goes down, and Chipper never saw him and just ran right into him trying to catch his pop-up out of eagerness. A lot of uh, Greg Maddox in, yeah. these, in these John Smoltz stories. Um, but the winner is, and my favorite... John Smoltz and Greg Maddox almost dying in a car crash. How can you not pick that? This story was iconic. They were on the way or on the way back from a golf course because, of course, him, Maddox, Glavin, always golfing. But John Smoltz was sitting in the back of this car. He was sitting over the tire that ended up blowing out. And he kept saying, guys, there's something wrong with this tire. It's going to blow. This, tire, this wheel's going to blow. We got we to gotta do something. And everybody's like, ah, Smoltzy, just shut up back there. Nothing's going to happen. The tire ends up blowing out. They are literally swore, like almost flipped on the road, almost got hit by another car. It was really bad, and luckily everything ended up being okay. But a great story. What a story. What a story. All right, now for your story times. We got Ben's best prediction. Mm. And the nominees are... Dylan Cease fills Carlos Rodon Boyd. I like this category because it mm -hmm. allows me to talk about my good prediction. Yep. Um, I, he did a, he went above and beyond here, and so did I with this prediction. I actually predicted he would be a Cy Young finalist at the end of the year, and I feel good about saying that. Mariners end their playoff drought. I feel like it's always going to be a good prediction if you predict the longest American sports drought is going to come to an end, and it happens, and, and it did, so. Early prediction, Justin would dominate. Yeah, this was this was bold because um, obviously he was getting older. He hadn't pitched for two years. But I believed in him because, one, I knew the hard work happening behind the scenes. But the last full year he pitched, he won the Cy Young Award. So, eh. 2022 Braves will be better than the 2021 Braves. Yeah, you know, I, I think the last year Braves just got hot at the right time and ended up winning the World Series. I thought this team getting Ronald Acuna back, and I wasn't even taking into account guys like Spencer Strider or Michael Harris II, but they've ended up making a huge impact on the team. Uh, but I do believe the Braves this year are better than last year. Does that mean they're going to win the World Series? No, but could they? Absolutely. So the winner of Ben's best prediction <laughs> Justin Verlander having a great year and dominating this year. How do you – that's clearly the answer. Against all odds, yep. I don't think anybody out there, aside from me, because I'm close to him and I, I knew the hard work and the mentality going on behind the scenes. And you know an interesting part here is you never want to get Tommy John. You never want to have to. But the timing of it I felt was important. 
he could have, at the year mark, really pushed it. And it wouldn't have been the right move to come back last year in the playoffs for the Astros. That was about the time his rehab ended. He ended up having the full offseason to treat it like a normal offseason. Instead of rehabbing, he was preparing for the next season. Uh, all of that combined, I think it ended up being the perfect scenario. And he came back and had one of the greatest years for a pitcher of all time. So that was definitely a great call. I love a good comeback story. And this has to be one of the best comeback stories, especially being 39, which isn't old in this like grand scheme of life, but in sports, it's older. So does this does this flippy go to me or my brother? Both. You can share it with them. No, I don't do sharing. All right. I'll take it. Well, guess what's next? What? Ben's worst prediction. <laughs> and the nominees are Acuna finishes top three in MVP. Yeah, I knew he was going to miss about the first month. Uh, I thought he was going to come back and go on a tear. He didn't have a typical Ronald Acuna year. Um, he had a he had a good baseball season, but not what we've become accustomed to with Ronald Acuna. Suzuki, 30-plus home runs. Yeah, that didn't happen. Mm -mm. But I will say he was injured for the majority of the year, but it wasn't that yeah, wasn't good. No. And White Sox run away with the AL Central. Yeah, I thought they were going to really run away with the division. And um, that, that that sure didn't happen. They didn't even win the division. Ooh. In fact, in the last year, the, the last week of the year, they were already eliminated. So um, the Flippy Award for Ben's worst prediction goes to the White Sox. How could you not? They were predicted by everybody to, they were the most favorite to win their own division. They were the highest favorite to win their own division. The AL Central wasn't supposed to be a race. Nobody was supposed to be any good. The Twins were supposed to be okay. The Guardians really weren't going to be very good. The Tigers weren't going to be good. The Royals weren't going to be good. There was one team that was going to run away with it, the White Sox. They were awful. What a ridiculously awful year for them, an embarrassing year for the White Sox. They're too talented to do what they did, but... The Guardians deserve a ton of credit for what they do. The youngest team in baseball, they get into the playoffs, um, and they, they did it in a bunch of different ways. So congratulations to the Guardians, and congratulations to me for my Flippy Award for just an awful take. <laughs> I feel like that whole category is like the ooh emoji. Yeah. Like, ooh. All right, well, let's lift things back up again, because our next category is Best Fox Dance During a Japanese Baseball Game. <laughs> The nominees are Ben. You are first. Here we go. Where are you? <laughs> this was uh, this was uh, this was a moment I will remember for my entire life. Doing the fox dance on the field at the uh, Sapporo Dome in Japan. The dancers. The dancers were great. There's not much. They they were great. Yep. The fox. The fox. The fox bullied me a little here. Um, not the the fox got all up in my face. I felt like he felt like I was stealing his shine, so he had to <laughs> get up in my face and like. So, um, yeah. And then Yelvis. Yeah, Yelvis, the, the, the creator of the song, the Fox Dance, just a couple of weeks ago, actually. He was at the Sapporo Dome himself doing the dance, performing the song. The dancers were on the field with him. So, <laughs> the winner of the Flippy for best Fox Dance during a Japanese baseball game is... Me. Yep, yep. I mean, how do I, what? Okay, time out here. I'm not just selecting me for one. I, I put myself out there. I, I put myself out there, and the dancers, hey, they are supposed to dance. This is what they do. Huh? They were great. Huh? And shout out to them because they 
did the rehearsal with me beforehand. So I only did it because of them. Frep the Fox, who's the, the mascot, mm -hmm. shout out Frep the Fox. He is great. But he bullied me a little bit during the dance. And then Yelvis, like, it's his song. Like, he knows, he, you know, this is what he's supposed to do. It's okay. I am not supposed to. You just gave to... yourself three flippy awards in a row. So think, things are looking good for you. Thank you. Congratulations yeah, to me. congratulations um, to I'm you. not supposed to be on the field at the Sapporo Dome doing the Fox dance, but I was. And you I put myself job. out there, so I get job. the award there. Thank you. High five. Thank you. All right, moving on. Best fan interaction video. And the nominees are... The little girl getting a ball from the Mariners after their brawl with the Angels. This was funny because she had been to see um, the Reds and the Mariners. Jesse Winker, one of her favorite players, and he got thrown out both times in, like, the first inning of the game. <laughs> and she was crying. And so Jesse Winker sent out a ball just saying, sorry, I got ejected again. And That's signed great. it for her, yeah. Cubs superfan getting the necklace. This moment is just so freaking awesome this this lady um just loved herself some christopher morell he comes over gives him gives her the necklace off of his neck and she is just so appreciative you could hear it in her voice it's a great moment Votto in the crowd yeah what we've seen from joey Votto this year like he gets on social media we're seeing more of joey Votto's personality this year and this was a very special part of it Shohei fooling a fan. <laughs> Shohei's personality really comes out sometimes. And this is funny because you have these fans sitting behind the outfield wall, but it's like this mesh. It's not mesh, but like it's the chain link, so you can see through it. He throws the baseball right at the guy's head who's looking at him, scares the crap out of him, and they, then they both share a laugh. That was great. <laughs> He's a little jokester. Yes, he is. And the winner is... Joey Votto going up in the stands. Uh, like I, I said this briefly, but Joey Votto has really, you know, he's kind of a guy that's like, what is his personality? This year he gets on social media. He gets on TikTok. He's going out in the stands. He's out for the rest of the, he was out for the rest of the year. He went up in the booth, did some of the broadcasting stuff, and then just went out and sat with some fans. Sat with kids in the stands, took selfies, signed autographs, a legendary moment, friend of the podcast, great episode, great human being. He also ended up winning the Roberto Clemente Award, so just an all-around great dude. Yeah, that was awesome. It was hard to see, like, oh, wait, he's a baseball player. When you're watching the video, you're like, oh, no, that's Joey Votto. Yeah. That was the coolest. Yeah. All right, moving on. Our next category is Most Improved Award. Oof. And the nominees are Jorge Lopez. Jorge Lopez had a great year. Uh, All-star year. Really cool talking to him at the All-Star Game because you could tell he was one of those guys that was just like, I'm just really happy to be here. It was yeah. cool. Andres Jimenez. Yeah. What are you, also a friend of the podcast. Um, just a, went from having a, a good, looking like he could be a guy to being a guy. Makes the All-Star team for the Guardians. Great year for Jimenez. Kyle Wright. Yeah, I mean, this one, this one's, he went from last year not really pitching, he threw six innings in the big leagues, to this year leading Major League Baseball in wins. Impressive. Tyler Anderson. What a year for Tyler Anderson. Um, ends up having a great year, a minuscule ERA, best ERA of his career. Uh, ended up, had like a four-something ERA last year in the low twos this year, so a great year. And Dylan Cease. Ah. Uh, 
good for Dylan Cease. Um, he had been improving every single year of his career, so he was due for an uptick, I thought, uh, which is why I predicted him being a Cy Young finalist. But he was dominant this year. What an unbelievable year. So, without further ado, the winner of the Flippy for Most Improved Player, Kyle Wright oh, yeah. of the Atlanta Braves. I mean, he threw six innings last year. Yeah. Um, and he was a top draft pick for the Braves years ago. Never really became that guy. You would see glimpses of it. Six innings, though, last year. Um, this year wins over 20 games. The only player in baseball to do that uh, was a big part of that Braves rotation. Had a, had, honestly, from a really bad year to that almost wasn't even existent in the big leagues to a fantastic year in leading the majors and wins. Which leads us to our next category, the comeback player of the year. Ooh, all right, the nominees are Justin Verlander. Yeah, I you mean, might know him. he hadn't pitched in two years and put together one of the greatest seasons of all time for a pitcher. So, Next up, Mike Trout. Yeah, you know, Trout missed a lot of last year, sadly, and ended up missing a chunk of this year, but still hit 40 home runs. Unbelievable. And we said that was fair, in a fair foul, that he was going to reach it. He got it. He, he did. He got it. And finally, Ronald Acuna Jr. Just good to see him back out on the field. The injury was... It was bad. You know, yeah. it happened right around the All-Star break last year. Ends up tearing everything in his leg pretty much. Comes back, puts together a good season. It's not Ronald Acuna-esque, but good yeah. nonetheless. So, the winner of Comeback Player of the Year. Easily. Unanimous. Unanimously because it's just one vote and it's me. Justin <laughs> Verlander. This one's easy. Um, and there is no... Um, well, it's my brother about this. This is this was a special year for a pitcher that hadn't pitched in almost two full seasons, coming off of Tommy John, 39 years old, and puts together one of the greatest seasons of all time for a pitcher, 1.75 ERA, the best in the American League since Pedro Martinez, 1.74. He was two outs away from passing him, but ended up deciding to, to save it for the playoffs. What a season. Historic. Very special, and I am I am so proud of him. So congratulations to Justin on your Flippy Award, buddy. Next up, best manager, and the nominees are Dave Roberts. This is a great category this year. Dave Roberts, um, Dodgers win. Oh, oh my, Dodgers came close to challenging the all-time record. End up being top five in all-time wins. So the Dodgers were great. Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter comes in, uh, new Mets regime, and he takes over the helm, and they win over 100 games, so this is an easy one for him to be here. Brian Snitker. And the other NL East guy. Coming off a World Series championship, they also won 101 games and won the NL East. What a great year for him. Big, big year for him because you have these rookies, Spencer Strider, Michael Harris II, that ended up having huge impact, and he wasn't afraid to throw them in there. Brandon Hyde. I really like Brandon Hyde this year. The Orioles were in it until the very end, yeah. and that says something. Impressive. Yeah. Dusty Baker. Yeah, the best team in the American League, one of the best teams in the league. Astros won well over 100 games. They're the one seed in the American League. Dusty Baker, a legend. Such a vibe. Such a vibe. Such the toothpick, it's just, it. it's a vibe. It's so, a vibe. the winner 
of the Flippy for Manager of the Year goes to Brandon Hyde of the Baltimore Orioles. Look, this one, this one's simple for me. The other managers on here, great. They had a great year. They had a great team mm -hmm. as well. One of the, the, the best teams in baseball. You know who didn't? The Baltimore Orioles. You know who lost over 110 games last year? The Baltimore Orioles. They were in playoff contention in October. They were over 500 this year. They didn't finish in last place in the really talented AL East. They bring up these rookies, Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, and they put together a great season. I think they're the only, they might be the second team ever to lose 110 games the year before and then to be in playoff contention in October the following year. Truly incredible. Brandon Hyde deserves a lot of credit. I know they missed out on the playoffs and the other managers didn't, but this team had no business competing for as long as they did this year. The future is close for the Orioles, but it was not supposed to be this year. The Baltimore Orioles have a very, very, very bright future. And for me, what Brandon Hyde did with that team this year, he deserves an award, and he got one. He did. And speaking of the future, our next category is Rookie of the Year, and the nominees are Julio Rodriguez. I see what you did there, uh -huh. by the way. Speaking of the future, the future in baseball is bright, and Julio Rodriguez is a big, big, big reason why. Next is Spencer Strider. What a year for him. Uh, ended up the fastest pitcher ever. To 200 strikeouts, passing Randy Johnson? I mean, what? That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Michael Harris, a second. Yeah, what a stud. Big reason for the Braves' year. Uh, they had a hole in the outfield, and he went out and played a gold glove caliber center field and hit around 300. What a great season for Michael Harris, a second. And finally, Adley Rutschman. Adley Rutschman is, he had all the hype in the world. All the hype in the world. And for him to come up and do what he did and be one of the better catchers in baseball when he came up is remarkable. So Adley Rutschman, a great year as well. So this is a good list They're of candidates. The future is bright, but the winner is, and the future is extremely bright for this guy, <laughs> Julio yeah. Rodriguez, the J-Rod show. One of the greatest rookie seasons that we have ever seen in history. He is the only player to do it. He did 25 and 25, 25 home runs. 25 stolen bases in his debut season. And in his technical rookie season, he joins Mike Trout and Chris Young is the only to do it. Really incredible year. Julio Rodriguez, he's a superstar. He yep. already is. Uh, yep. The future is very bright. We saw what he did at the All-Star Game and the Home Run Derby. What a star. He's exciting. Yeah. He's exciting. All right, we got a couple left here. These are some big ones. Next up is our Cy Young Award. All and right. the nominees are... Justin Verlander. Yep. Um, what more to say? 1.75 ERA. Great year. Shohei Otani. What a fantastic season for Shohei. Obviously, we talk about what he does on both sides of the baseball. But for Shohei to be in this conversation for the Cy Young Award this year, which he is, I do believe he finishes in uh, towards the top. Uh, it's remarkable. The year he had was historic. Sandy Alcantara. Sandy Alcantara. What a stud. A workhorse. There aren't there aren't many guys in Major League Baseball anymore that you can point to and say, workhorse. But there was a month stretch where he was going into the eighth, ninth inning every single start. Threw well over 200 innings. Great year. Dylan Cease. Dominant. Dominant year. Tons of strikeouts. 
Um, great dude, by the way. Great mustache, which help, always helps. That mm -hmm. can't hurt anything. Oh, no. um, so a great year for Dylan Cease. And certainly uh, in consideration for the Cy Young Award. But yep. the winner is the Cy Young Award and winner of the Flippy, Justin Verlander. By far the lowest ERA in baseball. The only pitcher under a two. And he finished at a 1.75. Two outs away from breaking Pedro Martinez's 1.74 American League record. Um, two years removed. We all, know, we all know all about this. But for me, this one was a no-brainer. Justin was the best pitcher in baseball this year. Yes, he was. Moving on to best moment of the year. And we had a lot of them. Okay. All right? Moment of the year. Nominees are Mickey 3000th hit. I got emotional for a lot of these. I remember these are these are moments that made me certainly emotional. Miguel Cabrera, 3,000 hits. That happened early in the year, but really cool. Albert Pujols, 700th home run. Yeah, very recent. Uh, almost choked on some pasta when I watched it, so <laughs> great moment for sure. Aaron Judge, 62nd home run. Yep, this was, this was iconic. We will be seeing this swing for the rest of time. Justin's return. Uh, yeah, I was there in Anaheim, first start back. My entire family was in the crowd, an emotional day, um, an emotional moment for sure. Really cool. Mariners walk off ending their 21-year playoff drought. Ah, so special. What a special moment. To do it with a home run was just so cool. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know... You're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Is that it? That's it. Those are our moments. There's a lot of them. Okay. Who's the winner? The winner, the best moment of the year, the Mariners ending the playoff drought with a Cal Raleigh home run. Everything else that was nominated, they're all great moments and great feats. This moment was, you just get wrapped up into it and it was hard not to. All the video angles that were shown, it being a walk-off home run. Cal Raleigh already won a Flippy Award for his bat flip he gave. The crowd was going absolutely bonkers. The players themselves were. This is what baseball 
is all about. It's about these emotions that you get wrapped up in. And the Mariners, they hadn't been in the playoffs in over 21 years. The Mariners' playoff drought was old enough to go get a beer at the bar, <laughs> but not anymore. They're in the playoffs. They got there. The players celebrated on the field with the fans. They were dancing. They were celebrating. Every angle from the crowd, people were crying. They yeah. were hugging. Just the, the best moment of the season. I watched all of these moments again back-to-back -back last night, and this one definitely just full-body chills, not just for the team, but as you said, the fans, yep. the franchise, or incredible. Absolutely. So cool. And we are down to our final Flippy Award, the MVP, you guys, saving the best for last. And the nominees are Aaron Judge. Obviously, one of the greatest offensive seasons of all time. Broke the American League record. What more to say? What a season. The epitome of an MVP season. Shohei Otani. He had the greatest year, the greatest season of all time last year, and he won up it this year. I mean, what how how is it possible? I don't know. Justin Verlander. Yeah, you know, Justin won the 2011 MVP award. He did do it, and there is an, an argument for this year being even better. So this isn't me being a homer and putting my brother here. It, he, will legit, he won't get first or second place votes, but, but what a year. What a year indeed. Paul Goldschmidt. I believe, uh, I believe Paul Goldschmidt is going to win the award on the National League side. What a year. Consistent throughout, uh, over 100 Paul Goldschmidt has never won an MVP award. He has finished second Oof. and third. Oof. I think this is the year Oof. on the National League side of things that yes. Paul Goldschmidt gets it done. So, your overall MVP. The final Flippy Award, the overall MVP for the game of baseball is Shohei <laughs> Otani. There is no doubt about it. The award goes to him. Aaron Judge has had the epitome of an MVP season, and this is no argument against him by any means. But last year, Shohei Otani had the greatest season of all time, and this year, he one-upped it. So is Shohei Otani better than Aaron Judge offensively? Nope, absolutely not. Did he put up a Cy Young caliber season on the mound as well? Yes, absolutely. So the argument becomes you have one guy that does two things towards the top in both of them, and look, you can't possibly get more valuable than that. You just can't. And you know what? An argument I've been having recently with people, they'll say, yeah, he, by the way, the only player in history to qualify for the league leaders on both the pitching and the hitting side, which is remarkable. The yeah. argument there from people was, well, he's not leading in any of them. Alex, let me propose you a question. Okay. Would you rather me give you one lump sum of $1,000 or would you rather two payments of $800? Two payments of eight hundred. Correct. The guy might not be the absolute best at both of them, but he is towards the top in both of them, and you can't be more valuable than that. I don't I, look. I I just I don't understand how that can possibly happen. What an incredible year, one for the game of baseball. Yep. Shohei Otani and Aaron Judge. What yep. they have been doing this year is iconic, and we will remember it forever. And if there ever was a season that would win MVP award over Shohei Otani. It is the year Aaron Judge just yep. had. So remarkable for him. It is going to be an interesting decision there. But the Flippy Award, that goes to Shohei Otani, most valuable player of the season. This 
I feel like we need to like, that's all, folks. And that's it. Should we do <laughs> yeah. some? Should I do the fox dance? I should I do mean, the fox dance then. Not yet. We're not done yet. We're not totally done yet. No, that was that, that was it for the awards. That was a lot of fun. The inaugural Flippy Awards. So uh, stay tuned for next year because yeah. they'll be back. Um, <laughs> but this episode is not over because this is an important one. That was also kind of a recap of the season. Yep. The season isn't over, my friends. It is the beginning of October, Ooh. meaning the playoffs are upon us. Let's and it go. is playoff prediction time. And this year, we spell redemption <sighs> B-E-N. Because last year, you weren't on the show. Yeah. I went over oh. in my playoff prediction. Oh, all of them? Every all single them. one was wrong. Oof. So bet against me this year, my friends. I dare you. Oh, I because am. This, you know what happened last year? What? It was my first year in the media industry, and I okay. got a little too cute with things. Okay. My preseason prediction last year was Braves beat the Astros in the World Series. Go with your gut. Why did I go away from that? Yeah. I don't know. It's okay. This year. Let's go. Uh, I have my playoff bracket put together, and Alex does as well. So we will go over both of them series by series, round by round. Um, let's start. Um, where do we want to start? I think, where are we starting? All right, we are starting in the top left with the Cleveland Guardians and the Tampa Bay Rays. Here, I'm going to take the Rays. I, the Rays have that playoff experience. They really haven't been healthy all year long, um, so they have a lot of their guys back. Tyler Glasnow is back. The one-two punch, Shane McClanahan and Tyler Glasnow will do wonders. The Guardians are the youngest team in the playoffs. So will the moment be a little too big for them? I don't know. But still, shout out to the Guardians for the year they had. This is no discredit to them. I just think the Rays can get it done on the road. Next up, Blue Jays against the Mariners. Uh, I really like the Mariners team. For me, this is about the series being in Toronto. I am going to take the Blue Jays. I think they get it done being at home. I think the Mariners match up really well with a lot of teams in the playoffs. But I don't think it's the Blue Jays, and I, I don't think it being on the road helps them at all. Uh, I think the Blue Jays are able to get this done in Toronto, the highest batting average of a team of everybody. I think the Blue Jays slug their way to a series victory. Cardinals-Phillies is the next series. Phillies at the Cardinals. Uh, I'm going to say the Cardinals get it done here. Magic is happening this yeah. season with them. Two MVPs, corner infielders are two MVP caliber players, and then the greatest farewell tour of all time, Albert Pujols, and then Adam Wainwright, Yadi Molina. There's just something going on there in St. Louis, and you do not want to get in the way of that. Um, I also really like the team and the way they match up with the Phillies, so I am taking the Cardinals there. On to this matchup. This is my favorite. This yeah. is my favorite matchup of the wild card round. Padres at the Mets. The winner here for me, I am selecting the New York Mets to move on, but it is not an easy pick here. The Mets are one of the best teams in baseball all year long, top five in my power rankings all year long, but this matchup isn't great. You have a three-game matchup with the Padres, who are going to throw you, Darvish, and Blake Snell and Joe Musgrove. Darvish and Snell have been fantastic lately, so the reason I'm picking this if this was at a neutral site, Alex, I might be picking the Padres. Whoa. But it is in New York. Okay. I like the Mets to get it done in New York. The yep. fans there will turn out in full force. Um, the Mets are a really good team. I'm going to take the Mets here. Uh, so, all right, let's go back over to the American League side. Yankees at – or 
Rays at Yankees is the matchup I have here. The six seed at the two seed. I'm going to take the Yankees here. The Yankees are getting hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. They were the hottest team ever for a while, then the coldest team in Yankee history for a while, dramatic. and then they got really good. Yeah, they are dramatic, yeah. but uh, they are a force to be reckoned with here in October. So I think the Yankees can get it done. Uh, just another little note here. I've mentioned it a few times. Um, we need reseeding in Major League Baseball playoffs, specifically for this reason. I think the lowest remaining seed should be playing the highest remaining seed. So I really love the playoff structure this year. I think Major League Baseball did a great job. I think reseeding should be a thing. For example, if the six seed beats the three seed, the Rays should be playing the Astros, not the hot Blue Jays or the hot Mariners, whoever it may be. So I would like to see reseeding going forward. That's not what we're seeing this year. I have the Yankees over the Rays. The other matchup in the American League division series is the Houston Astros and the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, this I don't think this is going to be an easy series, but I do believe the Astros are the better team, and I, I think it goes four or five games. I don't think we're talking about a sweep here, but I think mm-hmm. the Astros get it done. So we're looking at an Astros-Yankees ALCS. Let's head on over to the National League side and figure out our CS. Okay. Atlanta Braves versus the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I'm, I'm taking the Braves here. Okay. I think the Braves advance. Uh, but the one thing that worries me, it's not the team matchup on the field. It's that magic yep. I mentioned. You never want to get in the way of it. But uh, the Braves have a home field advantage. The Braves have been the best team in baseball since the beginning of June, mm-hmm. which is remarkable. So I'm going to take the Braves here to advance to the NLCS for the second year in a row. Uh, oh, this series. I'm excited about this. That whole little corner is This be corner great. is just be so beautiful. Yeah. Um, Mets at Dodgers for this series to start because the Dodgers are the higher seed. I'm going to take the Dodgers here. Now, I'm taking the Dodgers because. Now, I would have, if the Mets ended up winning the National League East and yeah. the, the Mets matched up with the Dodgers, I was really thinking about taking the Dodgers or the Mets. Yeah. The reason I am taking the Mets here is because they will have to use their horses in that series to beat the Padres. Now, I have a suggestion for the New York Mets. Against the Padres, if you win game one with Max Scherzer on the mound, you win game one. Game two, throw Chris Bassett. Mm. Okay? Then you have Jacob deGrom if needed for a game three. Chris Bassett, all-star last year. He's great. Throw Chris Bassett in game two, so then if you win, you have Jacob deGrom for game one against the Mets. If you lose, you have him for a game three. I think that's the direction they should go. You should never play to, oh, we're going to win the series, but it's a little different with this Mets rotation. Again, I'm going to take the Dodgers here because the rotation won't line up with deGrom and Scherzer to throw one and two, and I think the Dodgers just wear them down and win that series. So we're looking at... Astros, Yankees, Braves, Dodgers. Can you, this is, the matchups that we are going to get, whether it's this or others, we're getting great matchups this postseason. So let's go over to the American League side for me. Houston Astros against the New York Yankees. The Astros dominated the Yankees when they played them this year. Um, the, The Yankees never came to the plate with a lead against the Houston Astros this year. They ended up winning a couple games on a walk-off home run. But the Astros dominated those series. The Houston Astros are the best team 
in the American League. They have the best pitching rotation. They have the best bullpen. The Astros are a great team. I do believe the Astros can get it done. They'll have home field advantage. So um, I think the pitching of the Astros can shut down the Yankees' hot offense, and I think the Astros' pitching is better top to bottom than the New York Yankees is. So for that reason, I have the Astros going back to the World Series. Over on the National League side, a rematch again. Whoa. Atlanta Braves against the Dodgers. Well, that's my, this is the rematch. Yep, I know. This is the oh, rematch. I know. I'm on my prediction yet. I know. The the rematch here. This would be three years in a row, correct? Braves, Dodgers, and the NLCS three years in a row. Um, what a series this continues to be. It was great the first year. Um, Braves had a three-one lead. Dodgers end up coming back, yep. getting to the World Series. Then last year, Braves. Guess what? 3-1 lead. It looks like, oh, no, it's going to happen again. Nope. The Braves got over that hump, end up winning the series. I believe that can happen again. Okay. I believe the Braves got over that mental hump of having to beat the Dodgers, and I think they can get back to the World Series. The Braves, since the beginning of June, okay, the best team in baseball, better than the Dodgers, okay? And the Dodgers are, look, there's no doubt. The Dodgers are great. But I just think this series, Dodgers-Mets, is going to be a dogfight. I think the Braves can handle the Cardinals, set up their rotation how they want, and then I think we just are set up for an absolute clash between two of the best teams in baseball. And I think the Atlanta Braves can get it done again, and we are looking at a rematch of the Houston Astros against the Atlanta Braves in the World Series. So let me add here, I am again going against my preseason prediction of Atlanta Braves against the Toronto Blue Jays. That was my preseason prediction. Okay. Both teams are in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Both teams playing hot. I just think the Astros can, can take down the Blue Jays and are the clear best team in the American League. Now, okay. we will see. Yep. World Series time. Houston Astros being the one seed will have home field advantage throughout. The Atlanta Braves are great. The rematch from last year, but I think the result is different. My World Series champion is the Houston Astros. I think you look at their rotation, it's the best. Their pitching staff from starter number one to the closer is the best in baseball. Okay, you have a great rotation set up with Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez, Lance McCullers, and then you have Luis Garcia, so many guys. But then the bullpen was by far the best bullpen in baseball this year in terms of team ERA. Unbelievable, and back into the bullpen. Ryan Presley is really good. That offense, they just turn it on in October. They have the playoff experience like, like nobody else, maybe other than the Dodgers. Those two teams have the most experience in these playoffs. But I do think the Astros get it done this year, and they, are, they have the easiest, I don't want to say easiest, but Ooh. the Dodgers have a very difficult path to the World Series. You have to beat both NL East teams. I think they get tripped up by one of them. And then the Astros can take down the Braves in the World Series this year. Very, very interesting. All right, I'm, I'm also excited. Also not shocked. Also not shocked that you have the Astros winning. Let me just, and you can vouch. I yep. do not do homer picks. I, uh -huh. That's that's out of my, I, sure. I, I'm not doing that. I'm not picking the Astros because I want my brother to win a World Series ring. Would I want Justin to win a World Series ring? Of course I do. But last year I had them losing in the first round to the White Sox. That didn't All work right. out very well. Don't bet against the Houston Astros in the playoffs. It's just not a smart thing to do. The team's built for October, and I think they get it done. All right. I'm excited to see you. I don't are know you what ready? your picks are. Yeah, no? I don't. I know. I didn't send them to you. Yeah. 
I was hoping. We're, we're pretty similar in the very beginning. So okay. let's start in the American League. The Rays and the Guardians, I am also taking Tampa Bay. They have the experience. They have the pitching. I think when it comes down to it, they're just they're going to be more ready for the opportunity. They're going to get it done. Okay. Moving down to Seattle and the Blue Jays. Now, this was probably – I sat with this one back and forth for about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I want to believe that Seattle can take this one just coming off such a high – ending that playoff drought, but also the Blue Jays just have more of a complete package. They have home field advantage. And with my gut, I'm just going with the Blue Jays. All right, moving over to the National League side. I'm also going with St. Louis here because they have the it factor. They have that special spark, and it's getting even better as they're heading into the postseason. So they're getting hot at the right time. They have two potential MVP candidates, the greatest farewell tour with Albert Pujols of all time. Phillies, just, they were slightly hanging on. They were just like barely they hanging on. They limped into the play. They're like, here we are. We <laughs> made it. So, yeah, I think St. Louis is going to take that one easy. And then down to my favorite square. Like, this is my – like, these are probably my three favorite teams in the postseason. So, it's like, can't we all win? No, we can't. But I'm going to take – the Mets. I think they're going to be angry. They're going to have a lot of animosity built up mm, for word. losing the NLEs, having the lead for the entire, almost the entire season until that last series plus a day during the season. Yeah. I think the Mets are going to take it there. Heading back over to the American League. Uh, I'm going to take the Yankees. Yeah. They're heating up at the right time. Aaron Judge is unstoppable at this point, and I think they're just going to ride it all the way through in the postseason. Oh, all little the way for, through. Is that a little, little foreshadowing? Whoa, little foreshadowing. Okay. All right, let's head down. We're taking the Astros. They're the best team in the American League. They are built for the postseason. They're going to be rested. They're going to be ready. They have your brother. It's going to be that. I feel like that's a little, that's going to be an easy one for them. Yeah. They're going to be waiting for this. Moving back over to the National League. I am taking the Braves, also heating up at the perfect time. The champs look like the champs again, and that is good news for nobody except for them. They're going to be ready. They earned that buy. They're going to be rested, and they're going to be they're going to be dangerous. Moving down to Dodgers and Mets. I'm taking L.A. They're the best team in baseball. And it's my hometown team. I need them to win. I want them I need to, them win. to win. Please, Dodgers, please. This is gonna be, this is gonna be a tough one. It's gonna be a, a great pitching duel. Um, but whoever, whatever the lineup and order is we get from the Mets of what they put out against the Padres, really excited for that whole bottom section. Okay, heading back over to the American League side. This matchup's so great. It's so good. And I'm taking the Yankees. This is where we differ. We're gonna we're different from here on out. May I ask a question? I, yeah. You you said last time that you believed the Astros were the best team in the American yep. League. So what goes into your thought process here? How hot the Yankees have been towards the end of the season. Mm -hmm. They've already hit their low. They were high. They hit their low. They don't want to go back. They came back up, and they have Aaron Judge, who is just unstoppable right now. Just a force to be reckoned with. 
I just think they have something going towards the end of the season that's going to be hard to stop. Fair. I just hope this goes seven games. It will. I, I do. I, these kind of series, like, I, I also think Braves and Dodgers might go six or seven games as well. Okay. But I am taking the Dodgers here. They need redemption. Redemption after losing to the Braves last season in this exact same location. They're ready to get back to the World Series. Come on, L.A. We're going to do this. And that leads us to the most epic, historic <laughs> matchup, the Yankees and the Dodgers. This goes back a long, long time deep. This, this would be iconic, this matchup. And then the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. Shocker. And there you have it. This is less and shocking there than you. <laughs> you have it. Let's go, Doyers. All right. Right? There's your playoff bracket. Uh, I think we here. I'm going to go over here to mine. We have both of our brackets up. So our first round, we all have we have the same. Very similar. Very similar. Yep. Great minds think alike. We differ yep. a little bit in to get to the CS and then our champions. Um, but either way you shape it, we're due for some fantastic yeah. matchups throughout. Right around um, here. So playoffs are starting Friday. We get Woo! four games on Friday. I am so excited. All four of these games mm -hmm. are happening. Uh, and remember, all three games are taking place at the site of the higher seed, which is important here. So um, let us know what you think about our, our brackets. I went over last year. I am not going over <laughs> this year. I got too cute. We're not doing that this year. Um, I like it. I like yeah. it a lot, Alex. This, is, um, this has been a fun episode. The Flippies. We nailed the first Woo! annual Flippy Awards. Our playoff predictions are in. We got a little season recap. We got a little playoff preview. This was a fun episode. So congratulations to everybody that won a Flippy Award, including myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I won one for a good take and a bad take and a dance. You won two, three. Yeah, three. Three. Come on, Get don't short me. All right. uh, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. This one was a lot of fun for us. I hope it was for you all as well. Um, Wherever you're listening, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. If you're listening, uh, subscribe. Follow along wherever you listen to your podcast, and follow along on all social media as well: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every episode on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. This one has been a lot of fun. The playoffs—they are here. Yeah. Friday, they get rolling. Four games. Stay tuned throughout the playoffs. We have. So much stuff coming your way. We will be going live after a lot of the days, a full breakdown of what happened, a full preview of what's to come. And in a couple weeks, we're going to be at the stadium. On the doing road. This. Let's go. I hope you all are ready. <laughs> we're certainly ready. Until next time, this has been another episode of Flipping Bass. Peace.